Welcome to the Faith Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Pastor Carrick Butler II. We believe today's message will empower you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Here's today's message. Luke chapter 19. If you're following along with me on the notes on the Bible app, you can do so, but I'm letting you know that I'm not following the notes I wrote. So let the notes be a blessing to you. <laughs> Luke chapter 19. I knew the Lord wanted to do something different and kind of let me know more as this experience was going on. And Luke 19, verse 41, may seem an odd scripture to use when talking about building your family. And when he, Jesus, was come near, came near to Jerusalem, he beheld the city and he wept over it, saying, if you had known, even you, at least in this day, the things which belong unto your peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. He's saying, Jerusalem, if you knew what belonged to your wholeness, to your shalom, if you only knew, you would have acted differently. But now you're not going to even get those things because you've rejected it. And as we sang about the blood earlier, the Lord started putting things in my heart that there's so many people in here, you don't know what belongs to your peace. You don't know what belongs to your wholeness where your family is concerned. So you settle for less and you destruct your family because you don't think a good family life belongs to you. You begin to think, well, because I did so many things wrong, my family has to be dysfunctional. Because I didn't have a right educational background, I can't go that far. There's some of you in here because people mess with you when you're younger. You're thinking that every expression you have concerning sex will be perverted and wrong because someone messed with you when you're younger. There's so many people in here today that you don't know what belongs to your peace. And you settle for so much less because of what you've seen, what you've experienced, what you've heard. But based on what we shared earlier about the blood of Jesus, everything belongs to you. Every good and perfect gift, every promise of the gospel belongs to you, no matter what your past looks like. So you have to come out of this destructive mentality of whatever will be, will be. Or whatever happened to me is going to dominate my life. Or whatever someone did to me is going to keep me bound for the rest of my life. Or whatever I experience is going to keep me in this place for the rest of my life. Or this is the best my family can ever be because of my past. You have to get out of that mentality and understand what belongs to your peace. You can't keep saying, well, I can't be a good father because I didn't have one. You can't keep saying that I can't be a good mother because I didn't have a good example. It still belongs to your peace even if you never saw it before. There's so many things that belong to you today, believer, that if you would only know and receive, you wouldn't do the same things you're doing. So many people have just settled and thinking this is the best it can get. And so your dream family becomes something Hollywood puts out. Your dream comes something that you think will never happen for me, may happen for someone else, but you need to shift your expectation. 
you need to shift your mentality. Because some of you single people, you can destroy your family before you ever get started. And some of you married people, he's like, well, you don't know what we've done or what we've seen. But I'm here to tell you because of the blood of Jesus, whatever happened even five minutes ago is the past. And it still belongs to your peace if you make a decision today. For today is the day of salvation. Salvation means your preservation, your deliverance, your healing, your wholeness, your peace. Today is the day everything can change. Today is the day where restoration can come. I was at a meeting earlier this year and a man of God was ministering. And the Lord said through him, he says, I love restoring my people. But not too many ask me for restoration. They ask to get through it. But they don't ask me to restore them. So many of you have been just trying to get through life. Get through this challenge. Get through this storm. Get through this circumstance. Get through this problem. And you've been strong. You made it through. But you're limping. You're bleeding. You're suffering. Your expectation has been crushed. Your dreams have been crushed. Your hope has been crushed. And you're thinking, this is just what belongs to me because of whatever laundry list of reasons you have. But I'm here to tell you today... God's best belongs to you because of the blood of Jesus. That it doesn't matter what you've experienced so far, you can still experience heaven on earth. So one of the things I want to stop some of you from doing today is destroying the family you have. Go to Proverbs 31. We proved last week how believers were royalty. So we're building a royal family with legacy in mind. That we are kings, royalty with Jesus. Say, I am royalty. God's best belongs to me because of the blood of Jesus. Say, I am the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. You see, if you're not impressed with who you see in the mirror, you haven't seen Jesus lately. Because your identity, your life is hidden in Christ. You are in Christ Jesus right now. Every good thing, every blessing is in Jesus. And that's where you are. Because every spiritual blessing was put at his right hand in heavenly places, and that's where you are. It all belongs to you. But the Lord said that my people are destroyed because of a lack of. And if you don't know what belongs to your peace, you'll never receive it. You'll do these destructive tendencies. Proverbs 31, verse 1, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What my son, and what the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows, give not your strength unto women. We'll get to that in a moment. Nor your ways to that which destroys kings. There are things that destroy royalty. Say, I am royalty. So what he's about to list are things that can destroy you and your royalty and make you look like a common pauper. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine nor for princes strong drink. 
lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to die. And wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Why? So he can die. So give the alcohol to the person that's about to die so the pains of death doesn't consume them. But it says, for you, Lemuel, you king, it's not for you because you're royalty. You're not the poor that's about to die. You are king. So many times people ask the question, is it a sin to drink alcohol? You need to stop asking every question, is it a sin, and start asking, is it for me? Because if you start asking that question, you won't be concerned everything about, is this a sin or is that a sin? You'll understand who you are in Christ, so that means I don't do everything even if it's legal for me. Paul said, to, said that all things are for him, but all things are an expedient. He says, I have liberty in Christ. I can do a lot, but they're not always best for me. So you need to think, oh, no, is it? Well, the Bible says don't be drunk. Well, that means to understand how far to get drunk. That means you've been drunk before, so you've already sinned in that area. So stop asking, is it a sin? And ask, is it for me? That's another approach when people in the world ask you, well, why don't you drink? It's not for me. Because you're royalty. Alcohol is not for you. The majority of people who drink it aren't drinking it so that they can say, oh, I have some refined taste. You're drinking it because life was rough. It was a bad day. You need to relax. You need to feel better. You need to loosen up. And if you use it for any of those reasons, that's a violation of the word of God. And that's sin. So stop asking, is it a sin for me to drink? And start thinking, is it for me? Because you're not making the best decisions when you're drunk. You may like the song, Blame on the Alcohol. But there's only so much blaming you can do before your family is destroyed. What good decision has come from you drinking? How has it made your family better? Remember we said, quoting Nehemiah 6 last week, we are doing a great work and we will not come down. If you're drinking, you are coming down from doing the great work. Because alcohol is not for you. Drinking is not for you. You're a believer. Stop using alcohol for a cheap substitute of the Holy Ghost. Because you're too spiritually lazy to get up and pray and do the word. Stop letting the world pressure you to drink. We tell our kids don't be bullied into doing things that aren't right. Why don't we take the same lessons we tell our kids? That we're doing things just to fit in with the world, but I thought we were in the world, but not of the world. I thought we were supposed to look different. I thought we were supposed to be the light, to be the salt, but we look so much like the world, people can't tell who's who. And it's not always about your outfit or your style, it's about your life. Can someone watch you long enough and tell there's something different about you? And I'm not just talking about people who got saved last week. Yes, you have some growing to do. What about you've been saved for so long? Y'all been part of Word of Faith before Word of Faith was Word of Faith. 
But can people watch you? Because sometimes you're the only Bible people will ever read. And can they look at your life and tell there's a Jesus? Or do they look at your life and say Jesus is a joke? We're supposed to be royalty. But then we do things that don't belong to us and we destroy our families. Alcohol's not for you. Weed's not for you. I don't care if they make it legal. They'll say, well, it's legal now. Is it for you? Because when you study out the times of the Old Testament and the New Testament, getting high is not new. The priests and the priestesses in the pagan religions would be over these pits where they would have all these drugs and they'd get high so they can channel spirits so they could prophesy in the name of their God. So you have to be careful what you smoke because you may be connecting with something you don't want to connect with. And you're wondering why everywhere you go is a house party. That it's not just you showing up, there's eight other personalities with you. You're going to places and leaving with demons and doggy bags. And you're wondering, why am I having such a fight where spiritually it's because of what you're bringing with you? Because you thought smoking just a little bit is not that big of a deal. It's going to help me feel better. No one else has to know. Yes, hell knows. I remember a friend of mine who grew up in the church but backslid and began to do different music in the world. And they would tell him, it says, your music is too churchy. He's like, what are you talking about? He wouldn't do any church chords. But because it's where he's from, where he belonged, everything he did sounded like it should be in church. So what they would do to produce the music that they knew was going to be hot on the radio, they would all get high together. So they could channel those right songs to be number one. And I know the person they worked for that year, and he was at the top of the charts, and that's how they got those songs. See, even if, I tell this to the teenagers, but it's true to you adults, that you can go places drinking, you can go places smoking, and you think you fit in, but you know that high is not working like it used to work. And although everyone else around you may be fooled and think it's okay for you to do so, every demon in that place knows you don't belong there. And so we always wonder, why do good, bad things happen to good people? It seems like only the good people in these bad incidents get hurt. They were not supposed to be there in the first place. That we step outside of our boundaries, go places that we shouldn't be, and we receive the results of hell because we stepped out of Psalm 91 protection. We left the secret place. So many of us have testimonies of how the mercy of God stepped in where we should have been dead because we're a place where we shouldn't be, but yet we're still here. Yes, that's the mercy of God, but you're not supposed to live on mercy. You're not supposed to live from escape to escape to escape. You have to grow to a point that you let your steps be ordered by God. It's called walking in the Spirit. It's a series of steps. You do what God tells you to do every single day. Because if we depart and deviate from that, we're coming down from the great work of building our family. And we may just not be building anything. Or worse yet, we may be destroying what we've built. Drinking's not for you. Weed's not for you. Any of these drugs that alter your state of mind is not for you. 
whether they catch you with it or not, it's not for you. So the question is not, is it legal? Because there's many things that are legal that will destroy you. There's many things you're guaranteed as a right to do it under the American Constitution, yet it will still destroy you. Just because you can do it as an American doesn't mean you should do it as a Christian. And doesn't mean someone should have to follow behind you to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. But so many of us have that destructive mentality because we don't know what belongs to us. That we think it's okay, I can drink, it doesn't really matter. I can smoke, it really doesn't matter. I can do this drug, it really doesn't matter. Yes, it matters. Your life matters. Your decision matters. You are royalty. And you have to understand that every decision you make has a consequence and an impact. There's no king with any influential kingdom whose minor decisions don't affect multiple people. Why the royalty? What you do with your body matters. 2 Peter 2.14 talks about this group of people and says they have eyes full of adultery and cannot cease from sin. That word adultery in the Greek is actually adulterous. So they keep watching an adulteress, so they keep sinning. Go to 1 Corinthians 6. Because remember it said, give not your strength unto women. Now, he's not talking about don't get married. When you read all the Proverbs, it's talking about, there's a phrase called the strange woman. What is that? Not a woman of God. Some people who are more dignified may call it a woman of ill repute. If you're a millennial, you may just say a thought. What does a thought stand for? You can say that whoremonger over there, that whore over there, or simply that hoe over there. And so the thing is, when you're studying the Bible, this doesn't just apply concerning men, concerning certain women. Because men can be hoes too. We're called to be holy, not whole-like. First Corinthians chapter 6. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make the members of a harlot or a whore or a hoe? God forbid. What know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two says he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Not play with it. Not see how close you can get. Not say, is this really still sin in 2017? Run the opposite direction. There's many different things that the Bible says to fight. It did not say fight fornication. It says run the opposite direction. But if you're always trying to see what is sin and what's not sin, how close I can get, you're not going to be successful. You are going to fall. And according to Proverbs 31, 
That's what destroys kings. Every sin that a man does is without the body, but he that commits fornication sins against his own body. This word fornication is the Greek word pornea. Pornea. Translated well as being translated sexual immorality. So it's not just fornication, people who aren't married having sex. It also includes adultery, pornography, homosexuality, lesbianism, bestiality, and incest. So the New Living Translation sums it up as sexual immorality. And so it says that every sin a man does is not a sin against his body except where sexual immorality is concerned. So not only will it hurt your spiritual standing, it would also affect your body. So it shows you right there the wages of sin is death, and if you live a life of sexual immorality, it will bring disease and pain and hurt to your physical body. Just because you think, well, I use protection, you're safe. There are things that still get on you. Because even if your body is safe, you start sleeping with people who got devils, you wonder why they're in your house too. <laughs> what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost who is in you, who you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Your whole body belongs to God. There's an old Kojic song they would sing, my whole body belongs to God. And you may need to remind yourself of that. That it's not, well, it feels good, so that's what I'm going to do. No. If you're a believer, you don't belong to yourself anymore. Jesus is not just your Savior. He is your Lord which means he's your supreme in authority, which means I'm going to live the life he wants me to live, which means I'm going to take what my body is asking for and put it at the feet of Jesus. He says, you mean God would really tell you to deny what you want? Yeah. Read the Bible. He will tell you to deny certain things, not because he doesn't want you to be satisfied. It's because he has something better for you. But if you don't trust his love for you, you'll think every commandment is a restriction. And you won't realize his commandment is protection. Because if you always picture God as Zeus with this lightning bolt sitting on a throne ready to zap you, you'll think every commandment is a restriction. But you must realize he loves you as much as he loves Jesus. And anything he tells you to do or not to do is for your good. And so if you're engaging in sexual immorality, you're destroying your house. And you can destroy your house before it's even built. So don't think just because he cheats on his wife to sleep with you, that once y'all get together, he's not going to cheat on you too. Because if that's how you got him, what makes you think he's going to transform suddenly because he married you? You got to understand what belongs to your peace and stop settling for side chick status. Y'all celebrating side chick Christmas because you can't celebrate Christmas Day because he's got a family. 
So you settle for a few days around Christmas and you put up with it and you settle because you don't know what belongs to your peace. So you do all these different things, settle for all these things because you don't value yourself. That you have to understand, says, well, if I don't do this, I'll have nobody. Then, baby, you got to realize it's better to be alone with God than putting up with hell for the rest of your life. You got to understand who you are. You have to understand what belongs to your peace. You have to understand how much blood was shed for you so you can get the best that God has for you. And being a side chick is not God's best. God has someone for you. So don't settle. Because if you settle, you will destroy your family before it starts. Know who you are in Christ. Know what belongs to your peace. Know the blood was shed for you. That word pornea means pornography. That means you can't be looking at everything online. And just because you don't go to a porn website, that also means you don't look at every picture on Instagram. Scrolling through, oh, like, 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 like. All this sexting, it's not just the teens doing, adults do it too. It's like, oh, they're going to delete the image. Really? You really think they're going to delete it? They save all those images and you break up and now there's a revenge sex case. And you put yourself in a position to be shamed because you violated the word. And you don't understand what belongs to you. Remember your royalty. Remember how much God loves you. Remember how valuable you are. Don't settle. Don't do these destructive policies. Because imagine everything a king, a queen does is a policy. All the decisions you're doing in your life are policies for your kingdom. And maybe your kingdom's not growing because you've violated your royalty so much. That maybe things aren't working out for you in all these areas because you violated who you really are. You have to understand who you are in Christ. You have to understand what belongs to your peace. Don't so. Please, I beg you today, don't give up. Proverbs chapter 7 talks about cleaving to wisdom. And it begins to tell a story. It says, I was watching a group of young and dumb people. And I spotted in the group of young and dumb people the stupidest of the young and dumb. And so I kept watching out of my window. This is reality TV in the Old Testament. Watching a group of stupid people and picked out the most stupid one. And he kept watching as that stupid person turned the corner. He went down the house where the loose woman, another biblical term, was. And it says she reached out and grabbed him, kissed him, and said, my husband's gone. He won't be back for a while. I've got some money. I got some food. I made my bedroom smell real nice. Come, let's have sex all night. 
That's what chapter 7 says. I'm just putting it in modern day terms. And then it talks about at the end of chapter 7, and it says, many strong men have been slain by her. It says it's going to be like you get caught in a trap with a dart piercing through you. It says you don't realize her house leads to death. Her doorway is the gate to hell. Just because you think it's not going to have any long-standing consequences doesn't mean it won't. Just because you think it's just a one-night stand, no one has to know that you're going on Tinder. Decide if you're going to swipe left, swipe right. There's nothing wrong with being on that app if you're single. Let me clarify. You don't need to have a Tinder account if you're married. Don't give in to that open marriage bull. You just destroy your house another way. So you swipe left, you swipe right. But are you swiping looking for somebody who you're going to marry? Or are you swiping to see who's going to give you booty the quickest? What is your purpose for dating? Are you looking for someone to marry, or are you just looking to hit it and quit it? Because if you do that lifestyle, it will catch up with you. And let's say you don't see the full consequences in your life, it will pass down to your children, your children's children, and their children. And you wonder why kids have such battles these days, and it was never their fault. It's because their grandparents couldn't keep their pants up. You're not just supposed to live holy for you. There's supposed to be a generational blessing, not a generational curse. And there's so many people in here, you're fighting battles you never should have had to fight because your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents should have won for you. But just because they failed, it doesn't mean you have to fail. You can live victoriously. You can live the life God has for you because you understand what belongs to your peace and the blood of Jesus was shed for you. There's much more for you. So don't think it doesn't belong to you. Don't think you're stuck living this way. God said, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways aren't your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. So what I'm telling you today, come up higher. Stop living on this level. This is petty, come to power. Live the life God has for you. It's a life full of blessings, a life full of joy, it's a life full of love. It's a life where you get everything that belongs to your peace. But in order for you to get there, you have to make some decisions today. Stand to your feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed in prayer. Every head bowed, every eye closed in prayer. No one move. I'm not doing the altar call, I'm not dismissing. Every head bow, every eye closed in prayer. There are some of you in here that the things I called out today you are doing. And you are destroying your life. Destroying your family or destroying your future family. But you realize today that 
If God will help me, I'll stop doing those things. If God will help me, I'll stop doing those things, but I need him to fix what I've messed up. If that's you and every head is bowed, every eye closed in prayer, if that's you, put your hand up tall right now. If that's you, says, I need to stop doing those things. I want to be free. Put your hand high where I can see it. See those hands. Anyone else, put it up high. Put it up high. Put it up high. Make a decision. I'm going to put your hands down. There are some of you in here that because of what happened in your past, not even something current, you think that your family is doomed because of your past mistakes. So some of you have been putting yourself, I'm going to stay single for the rest of my life because I've messed up too much in my past. You have that mentality. You have so much over your shoulder in guilt. And you're thinking that there's no way I could have the royal family priest about. But if God will give me another chance, if God will set me free from my past, I'm willing to try one more time. If that's you, you lift your hand high. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Let me put it down. There's so another group of people in here that you've been dealing with things that weren't even your fault. Some of you are dealing with things because of a generational curse, because of generational disobedience. That's just like, I'm becoming just like those who lived before me, and that's not a life I want to live. But if God will help me break this chain, I'm going to live right. I'm going to do what the Bible says. If that's you, lift your hand. See that hand. I see that hand. I see those hands. I see that hand. Let me put them down. There's another group in here. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But this fourth group, you're having struggles where your sexuality is concerned, whether it's living pure, or the thoughts you have, or in your, even if you're married, in your marriage, because someone molested you or raped you when you were younger. And it's struggling you. And you may not be having another part of this group. You're not having problems in that area, but it's haunting you. Because someone preyed on you, because someone was a predator, it haunts you to this day. But you're like, I, I want to be free. I don't want to be tormented by this anymore. I'm not going to ask you to lift your hands. But know today Jesus loves you and he's going to set you free from that today. And so if you're any of those four groups that I called out, I want you to come to this altar because I'm going to pray for you. Any of those four groups, it's going to turn today. So that's you. Come to the altar now. Come now. Don't wait to see who comes. Come now. Come get your freedom. Come get what you need from Jesus. Come get what you need from the Holy Ghost. He loves you so much. Come now in the name of Jesus. If you're watching online, set your faith with us. He will touch you as well, even if you're online. If you're listening under the sound of my voice, even on this podcast, set your faith as we pray. The Holy Spirit will touch you wherever you are. Oh, glory to Jesus. You're why God changed my message. If you're up here, say, Father, I believe you love me. Forgive me for whatever I've done wrong. I receive my forgiveness because of the blood of Jesus. 
Now, because of that blood, I lay hold to, I access the power of God for my deliverance, for my freedom, for my restoration, for my strength, for my healing. Based on your word and the promise of your spirit, I will receive everything that belongs to my peace. I will receive everything that belongs to my salvation. Every burden will be removed. Every yoke will be destroyed because of the power of God right now in Jesus' name. So up here, lift your hands towards heaven. We're going to pray for you, and the power of God's going to go at work right now. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Praise Him, I need you to sing something. Glory to Jesus. Congregation, stretch your hands towards them and pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah to Jesus. Go ahead and lift your hands towards heaven. For where the Spirit of the Lord there is, there is liberty. There is freedom. Father, we thank you for the freedom that's in this place, the freedom that belongs to our peace. We receive it. We thank you for it. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. With every head bow, every eye close in prayer. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We never want to close a broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. So if you've never asked him into your heart, you've never made him your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me today and mean it from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for me, but on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live this Christian life. If you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, we believe you've been born again. We ask that you email us at info at FCCGA.com. That's FCCGA.com to let us know about the decision you've made for Christ today. Have an amazing day.